0: Okay. El diez, Buenos días. ¿Cómo estás? So, many things in this world are hard to stop, especially behaviors that are somewhat Reflexive in our way of interacting with reality. And I've made a list. This is episode 10. So here we are. I'm going to reflect on everything I left stupidly open or dangling, or just un- really develop- underdeveloped in those first nine. And what looks like a pretty good structure to me would be to do this every 10 episodes for a while. So the 20th, the 30th, etc. can all be reflective episodes on the 9 before. With the 50th being a reflection back on everything one last time. And then starting that pattern all over again. And doing another 50. And in the middle of all that, on the 25th episode, I will specifically talk to one topic that I'm going to avoid reflecting on even though it came up in more than a few of the early episodes and that is my take on conspiracies particularly the moniker conspiracy theories and uh so the mandela effect will be the first one that we that we that i will uh dissect personally And that will be episode 25. Until then, just know that I have completely uh, suffered from the Mandela Effect. Almost every single change resonates with me. And some of them resonate to the point of disorienting my belief in time, space, and reality, honestly. But before I go further on that, just know that when I speak of the Mandela Effect, To me, the woo-woo fact of the universe revealing itself was heavily involved in transitioning through that period of time. And I will explain all that in episode 25. But that shouldn't have even been first, because what should have been first was some of the tactical game playing that I threw at the universe in the last few days, and I don't like this side of myself. I know why I did it. I know why I do it. I know what's driven me to be this way. But I know also that I can't continue to be this way. And it'll be as hard as changing being late. Because in certain ways, you know what? Bullshit. If I'm able to see a game played against me in a way that there are sleight of hand maneuvers working to uh, tilt the table away from me, and I happen to be equipped to use those same sleight-of- hand maneuvers to relevel the playing field. I have a hard time not using those maneuvers back against my opponent. I certainly do not find calling out my opponent for their chicanery to be something in my metal, <laughs> at least. It's never seriously arrived at a moment of potential impact, but to counterattack, especially with tactics recognized in their um, in their uh, in their gamesmanship and the approach in which I am being manipulated. Oh, it's like. <clears throat> you're falling right into all my favorite traps, right? And honestly, I stupidly let my paycheck situation um, trigger those responses. Because if we get right down to it, the labor-ready situation is not something I'm going to pursue. That's just a lie. And it's not a lie in that, in the worst-case scenario of the universe, where all that is happening, and I have an impending bill that Forces payment on the day I expected my check, and now my check's $100 short, I would do whatever was necessary to ensure that such circumstances were abated if there was anything in my control on which to act. And so to throw that at my employer, and not throw it at them, but to manipulate the circumstance in a way that says but wait how can this be as much as you can do given your timing of circumstance in this regard and having already suffered the sort of disillusionment that comes with watching uh, some general incompetence across uh the system store-wide, I'm afraid, corporate America, this is the kind of hand you force me to boy. Because I don't trust you. I don't trust that you did everything you could to fix my situation. That you fucked up. And I have no reason to trust you. Because I know you're working in your own self-interest at all times. As a matter of fact, one of the best things about today's corporate environment is that as long as you suspect the corporation is working in its own self-interest in whatever regard you're trying to assess the corporation's current uh, um, uh, motivation, self-interest will serve you right in every regard. So I have to play the same level of extreme self-interest when I'm trying to course correct my situation versus the corporation or I don't have the same sort of commitment to the cause that I'm facing. Is this fair? No. It's bullshit. You can't play fair for whatever reason. You have decided that incrementally inching us into an existence of of non-compliance because there's no other reaction is what you're forcing. Okay. And I fall for it, look at, it. I fell for it in a situation in which really, I'm not even impacted. It's embarrassing that I'm this easy of a mark, because I shouldn't be. This shouldn't influence me. I should be above it. And if I'm going to let it influence me, then I'm no more worthy than the universe itself in having a course correction that matters. Because it's up to me to be the bigger person. I have it in me I knew as I was whining my way through my transgression against that I was whining like somebody the universe does not want to hear whine and I'm sorry for that I'm better than that and having a weak moment isn't well it certainly doesn't make me proud but i guess there's one way that i can really solidify that these things matter to me for the first time ever and that isn't just to reflect on the fact that i wish i'd been different and wish i'd been different in a capacity in which i know how i wish i'd been different but now that that's been identified act differently and i i have been doing this but I have been doing this in ways that I think I have always been there for me. Like, you know, those situations when you walk away and something happens and you have a conversational response that's pretty clever or you kind of nail it, but yeah, it was sort of the comeback of the year, but it wasn't. And then you're sitting on the can, and nine minutes later, you're like, ah, oh, why didn't I say that? Right? Well, I'm no longer suffering those moments. I am so open to being myself around everybody that I'm comfortable and, um, and so I know I'm bigger than those who aren't comfortable and clearly the corporations aren't comfortable. Look at the continued... Um, fortification of their own interests that they are managing rather than finding inspiration to justify their dominant position in any regard, right? I mean, let's all build towers, walls, and fortification units. That's the way to win Age of Empires, 48 but I can't tactically sink to the level the corporations are willing to to play even when I know that I'm right. Who cares? Being right is irrelevant. Being righteous is relevant. And that was a very unrighteous way to act. So... I'm sure there's more of those in the first nine, but that one slapped me across the face, and I knew I had to correct it because that one was recent. Oh, and there's one other one. Um, Well, there's, I'm sure sure a few, but there was one other one that's that's, uh, blatant, and that was uh, an analogy I made about how sometimes I felt like a trapped animal that had been caught in those uh, jaws of death traps that we set to snare prey, Well, I did not mean to imply that I had stumbled into a trap and had been left with decisions that were, um, woe is me. No, 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 no. I had been opening those jaws of death traps all around me for months, years, weeks, hours, a lifetime. It didn't matter. But all of that was self-induced. And I, I don't think that came across. That seemed like unfortunate piece of meat headed to dinner or headed to chewing its leg off. No, 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 no. I mean, if, if we're being fair, I'm also probably holding 16 grenades that the pins are falling out of. I mean, all of that is self-induced. I am my own wave of destruction. And getting caught in that jars of death trap would probably be because I'm the one who invented it for myself and then wanted to see how much it hurt if my leg was in there, and bam. I mean, I'm just capable of the stupidest shit, but I also know that because most of what I did to myself was driven from exactly (laughs) the wrong maneuvering, I can recover my life through very little influence externally, because all I have to do is find the better version of myself to explore and let blossom the rest of the universe I can't do anything about and so in that sense yeah of course I'm trapped in the metal jaws of death we all are because we're all f- being fed a l- line of horseshit that makes us believe there's either a chew your leg off or become dinner dichotomy and what's going on out there which is <laughs> wrong but whatever that is not the illusion I was making so let's not pretend that it was. So, that one also set out. Um, uh, and, okay, so there's one other one that's weird. And since I was a kid, I've always had a series of recurring dreams. And by series, I mean there's this series of them that emerge over time that you start to realize that you're having. And usually it's a cast of characters or it's a, it's a location. Or it's a subject matter or it's an event type activity like maybe it's parasailing or you know and you have these parasailing dreams or you have these dreams where you get eaten by a shark or you have these dreams where um, you find yourself in fields of grassy overgrown um, wispy or and you know and you you or you hear whispers in your dreams and, or voices are familiar, and you start to recognize that voice over the course of several dreams. And and all I'm saying is I've had a very active dream life my whole life. And lately, and by lately, I mean over the course of the last probably three to four years, but definitely for the last two and a half, um, I've had a recurring dream where i'm in a i'm usually and recently it's almost always in a set situation where i'm in a not a cave per se but i'm in a cavern um dwelling but it 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 feels like a carved out dwelling like if there was a way to carve out a home inside of a rock hill this is what you would carve out you know what i mean like it's it's not like you're inside of a dripping cave you're inside something um, comfortable, period. It's, it's very comfortable. As a matter of fact, the weirdest thing about these dreams is how much I think I'm understanding everything in the dream until I try to remember it when I wake up. And I do remember these dreams, at least the ones that I do remember, I think I remember with clarity and I always am thinking I'm about to have a moment that's going to change everything as I wake up and then, ah, oh, it doesn't make any sense to me. And, of course, all of our dreams are like that, right? This isn't special. And I'm not trying to pretend that I'm being communicated to, with, in regard to some sort of um, uh, unknown, you know, special knowledge. No. What the dreams are like. Number one, there is a common character in the dream. And it's something from dreams that go back a decade. Because I recognize the character from dreams I used to have about, like, ancient Egypt and this is all during my researching ancient civilizations phase so none of these dreams ever felt um, uh, cosmic in fact these don't even necessarily feel well they do feel cosmic but it's so easy to get tripped up thinking that you're experiencing something that is um, of a Obi-Wan Kenobi nature but all you're doing is filtering out a bunch of sci-fi books you read while you were in jail that were written by L. Ron Hubbard So, it's really easy to mistake the powers of a Jedi with the delusions of a dumbass. So, I'm well aware of that, but the common character is somebody I've recognized in my dreams because I couldn't figure out what it was. And it was in dreams where sometimes there's three or four of them, but it was always a unique figure of of uh eminence and it's this 14 foot tall camel that walks upright and and it looks like joe camel the cigarette camel i admit (laughs) so fine i admit but it has like a mane, or like it has a it has a flowing um i don't know head head piece whatever doesn't matter i could draw it but it's like, a, it's like a mane, but it's like a lioness. It's got a face like a lioness, a nose like Joe Camel, and this sort of mane. And it's this 14-foot tall, elegant walking, camel lioness, I call it. And this is the creature that communicates with me in my dreams in this cave about cyclical rhythm. And it, honestly, these dreams have taught me how to look at myself differently so maybe this is all just the up filtering of my imagination into my subconscious brain to create these characters that allow me to coagulate the blood that is swirling in the kettle that is the joe rogan slash sam harris slash uh, um, graham hancock slash cnn daily news media onslaught I'm sure it is, but there's no question that these dreams have helped me become more confident, stable, and in touch with who I am and how I think I fit into the universe. Questions I've been asking for a long, long time (laughs) and some stupid 14-foot Joe (laughs) Camel manifestation of marketing (laughs) is coming out of pyramids to tell me from the caves of wisdom what the fuck's going on in the universe, right? so I'm not going to get into the, any more of that right now but when I say there's some woo-woo crap in my head some of it comes from these ways in which it's like well what do you do with that kind of thing right how do you how do you assess the value of your own potential delusional states of both conscious and subconscious mind I don't know that I'm not crazy I don't know how do I know? how would I know? But I don't feel crazy and these dreams don't feel crazy they don't feel anything except calming and um, instructive and um, supportive and, um, and they're filled with accountability they make me feel connected To something of value and and I mean for a while I was having them a lot they were happening multiple times a week and then they went away for a little while and then they came back not as regularly at all and then they disappeared for four or five months and then I had one and so again if there's a pattern in my daily life that is triggering them I'm not sure what it is And I look for those kinds of cycles because of course I think this is nonsense that I'm convinced my subconscious has to present in some sort of childhood comic book way so that I can listen to something obvious that I need to hear. All right, I get all that. And uh, maybe this is stuff everybody has figured out long before and here I sit at 52 so far behind the curve. I think I'm having these moments of clarity and hakuna matata connection to the Disney universe but all I am is uh, some you know, stupid um, mouse who's jumping into the lair of Scar waiting to be eaten for dinner. Although, did you see that remake they did with the mouse at the beginning? That is fantastic work. The reality of it all is it's hard to know if anything that is occurring in the sort of woo-woo wispiness of the universe should be discarded entirely. Or, if not, then what? And I don't sit here with a whole bunch of stories of ascendance, or wisdom, or spirituality, or connectedness. I sit here feeling at peace that I no longer feel disconnected so again, I, I'm not religious I've never been religious I've never I, I went to church a couple times to try to get laid but I've never gone to church voluntarily to see a religious service for spiritual guidance, I've never spoken to anybody in that capacity except for one time and it was recent so i i am not and and mostly because i always think well that's just men duping men at the most um basic level but it's not it's not all that i know that now and i've always known that i just it's hard to separate the shenanigans from true spirituality and that's unfortunately true of everything in the universe but doesn't mean there isn't some legitimate value in everything that's happening in you know the church and the construct of religious faith across the world and I, I respect all of you who have found grace and humility in the face of God or in front of God or however you perceive that whole um, relationship I Um, chased down everything from Buddhism to um, feminism to (laughs) socialism to humanism nihilism I went the intellectual route not the spiritual route and I never found anything of constant companionship or comfort. It all felt unfulfilling somehow. And I don't sit here trying to pretend that I'm fulfilled now. I'm not. But I do know that I'm, at least at peace spiritually, I'm comfortable now, knowing that there are way bigger influences to be... um, turning your attention toward, that will reward you, not in any capacity that we think of being rewarded, but will lead you to the sort of inner peace and simplicity of how to experience this life so that you aren't a jumbled mess of misunderstanding your own self. And, and it's, it's amazing what I don't give a shit about anymore that I used to think mattered, like video games or sports or um, media and the things that do matter, like um, my neighbor's Um, my family, my pets, obviously all the people that are in your life and the loved ones that are there, but also the daily interaction I have with the bus driver or the um, position I lock my bike in when I am first to arrive at the store at the bike rack or the um, composure I use when the person in front of me in line has forgotten whatever it is that they need to run back to really quickly claim as they directly sheepishly look at me and know they're inconveniencing my day are they? probably not because they're giving me the opportunity in that moment to remember it's okay to be patient what am i in a hurry for and So that's why I'm so embarrassed about the way I acted about the thing with the check, because you know who's got more coverage than me? Nobody. My family has covered my ass on every occasion that they could have justifiably said, that, my friend, is enough. So, I also wanted to, during the 10th episodes at least give recognition to some of the people who have truly helped me find my way. And there's nobody who's done more for me in that regard than my family. And that certainly includes my father, my mother, my sister, and my brother-in-law. They have all played a role in being less concerned about their own life and more concerned about mine at some point along the way. And they have never been asked to do that in any capacity in which they agreed to step into a role that was, um, that was previously ordained. No, they've done it in reaction to the bullshit shit that I was pulling that needed to be supported, stopped, um, unwound, redirected, and frankly saved. So, I don't ever forget that I owe everything to those four. Connect four. Because without them, um, the despicable me is the only me that inevitably had a future. So they saved me from the worst of me. And in some cases, uh, justifiably hold the worst of me against me. Yet, that um, isn't, again, something to which I can be entrapped. I must see that while giving someone the right to hate you is a terrible thing to have done, the only way forward for that relationship is to move out of the shackle of the hated event you created. You cannot undo it. You can undo the person who did it and rebuild them to be a person who is now incapable of said behaviors, not incapable, but demonstrating a new clarity that those behaviors are no longer acceptable that's all I got to give. And uh, and I, I'm not expecting this epiphany to resonate across space and time with everybody I've ever transgressed against. No. Uh, but I guess ultimately, if you come back to me and expect not to have been given the worst version of me, the slippery version of me, the deceitful version of me, the dishonest version of me, the duplicitous version of me, the dastardly version of me. That version will never be there to trip you up again. I may not be able to come through on all the malarkey I might have spoon-fed you. Those things may need to be addressed. But you will not have to watch your back for whether or not I am putting a knife in it. For I will not be doing so and I will not accept said behaviors anymore. And so, giving that to the universe is the only retribution I can really provide. But along the way, um, I I can find peace in the idea that I have taken the caustic and downright disrespectful side of myself as far as I needed to to know that that side of myself is potent I fear it every day I fear it all the time I fear that at any point I could become a little shit but I also know I'm not going to it's just not gonna happen so why did it happen I don't know. I'll get into it. But the idea that I am recovered is somewhat wrong. But it's not totally wrong. And it's not totally wrong because I do have to believe I'm recovered to move on. And I have to move on with the feeling that I am capable of still becoming everything great that I thought I had slotted away into uh, a, a lockbox and and tossed the key into the river. Uh-uh. No, sir. And that is just quitting. That is giving up on the game. I fear that um, I had been way too easily influenced into that position. Now that I see that, I am not afraid That I will fall into my old habits. Because my old habits had believed I had no value. And my new habits are built on the fact that of course I have value. I can only demonstrate that by having better habits. So it's a completely different way of doing what I did. So do I know that I'll be the brother I should be if my sister and I can rehash our relationship into a position of mutual respect? No. But I believe it. I have faith in it. I don't see how I could possibly contain the same uh, levels of of self-loathing that allowed me to behave so despicably around my sister again. Now, of course, I'm capable of a lot. So I don't deny myself the agency that got me there in the first place. Clearly, I'm capable of doing what I've already done. But in some ways, I'm also very much not capable of doing what I've already done because what I've already done has shown me that I don't want to do that. And uh, I guess I've learned that to a certain extent, that if I I can believe in myself, that those things actually do go away. So I am a different person. Now... I can't. I'm only that person because my family stuck with me through some times that a lot of other families would have given up on their knucklehead, and mine didn't. So, for that, they're my heroes. And I will always feel a sense of um, admiration toward them all for dealing with me when I was giving them nothing but reasons to feel abused. And I'll, uh, I'll always look at them as um, unjustly uh, burdened at times by the shenanigans I was pushing, forcing, and, um, and explosively um, subjecting them all to. They've never ever... Um, return such volleys (laughs) in fact uh, the the lack of return fire is so um, (laughs) so minimal Uh, it's just it's not even there's no point of of discussion to even hash and so what why I don't have all that figured out but I have a lot of it figured out and that's not going to come out on this list but why? 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 Why be that way? Why, were, why was it that way? Well, believe it or not, I was that way for reasons that are identifiable. And um, I'm going to explain them. Just it's going to take more than seven minutes, so this isn't the time. But what this is the time for is saying that um, I don't, I don't um, pretend to think that this is prescriptive. It's not, it's a confession. It's um, it's an admission of a life lived with choices made poorly, mostly, that um, was recovered somewhere in this halftime, third quarter, fourth quarter episode of the game to give me a whole new perspective on the game we're playing. And I don't, I don't underappreciate my position in this opportunity like I always have. And always had felt forced into um, a, a path that I, I knew, I would, I, I knew wasn't going to work out. And I don't know if that means that I knew I was going to blow shit up on that path. I could just see that there were too many ways that I could pull strings that would just unravel the path. Maybe. Maybe. Because that's usually what happened, but I, I I honestly think that I just kept being given these these uh, these action plans. That as I scoped them out and thought through A to Z how they were going to work out, I knew they weren't going to work out for me. And so the disorganized thoughts that I had early I think were in trying to figure out that I knew they weren't gonna work out but everybody was telling me this is how it all does work out so I started thinking that that must be the way you have to think to make a workout. So I trained myself to think I thought a way that I didn't and I will very much get into that. And being unable to reconcile that I was being told not truth but opinion And in many cases, um, unearned uh, uh, commitment to a cause that if somebody had just been honest that, hey, this isn't figured out, but here's one way to look at it, I might have taken that look and then gone a completely different direction. But no, I was told do this, 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 and this, and it all works out. Okay. So I'm also very susceptible to doing and behaving the way I'm told. I used to tell my parents, I think I would have done really well in the Army because there's so little latitude to do anything of your own volition. You just do what you're told. Do what you're told. Do what you're told. Do what you're told. But part of what you're told is to go shoot that guy across the sand desert. I would not have been okay with that part. I would not have been okay with listening in on private conversations. I would not have been okay with most of what the the military does. So it was never a career choice for me the structure of it, the, uh, the implied um, constant attention to always knowing the detail that you should be attending to, that part of it, I think I would have responded well to. Because once given the free sandbox of Grand Theft Auto 4, all I could do is run around and, and, you know, backseat hookers and shoot guys off helicopter um, uh, moorings. But once you get over that, You're left with a, well, how did I get here? And I don't know. You know, I used to think the universe was random, completely, chaotically random. It's not. I used to think that one mistake could ruin your life. It doesn't. I used to think that grudges, holding grudges had purpose. It doesn't. I mean, these are just things you you learn. you know, that... Bad deeds should be punished. You're taught that. Because that one even resonates. It makes sense. But what is a bad deed? We're, we're, who's drawing those lines? Where, where are we coming up with the list? And what kind of punishments are we doing out? But I don't think those things. And some of the things that I don't think, like that there is value uh, above and beyond who one of us is versus another we're all equally valuable and that value is extraordinary highest value you can possibly conceive but we're all the same value there isn't a hierarchy of human genetic uh what's that thing where they measure people's heads and determine who's smarter because that's how white people figured they could prove they were smarter what is that eugenics (laughs) White people are gotten up to some serious shenanigans. (laughs) Speaking as a white male, it does embarrass me. But in spite of the historical um, uh, game of uh, chance that we rigged, um, there's time to recover even white dudes are worthy of divinity and uh and have grace that if if we're talking about timeless life uh flow obviously they have lost sight of as a group as a white dude i speak that way um and uh i can't even read what that says Oh, woo-woo. And, you know, the Mandela effect, the camel lioness, yeah, it's all woo-woo crap. But I also am very science-based. I, you know, I read everything from Hawking to um, to current scientific uh, Lawrence Krasden. Um I'm trying to think of some of the, the influential physicists that I've, followed at least enough to watch their lectures and attend their classes then um, uh, who's the guy uh, that does the British show Brian Cox I mean again I'm not I'm not saying Brian Cox isn't a genius he's very very accessible and makes physics fun but I also hope that his his um, conduit of 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 connection, his whatever entity is putting Brian Cox on the air, I hope is being fair to what I see as a true scientist filled with the wonder of the universe. I hope that's not fake, and I certainly hope it's not some sort of created charade, you know. And how jaded do you have to be to have lost your faith in fucking physics, you know? But that's what you did to me, media. That's what you did. You took every story and painted the narrative that was most effective for you, your advertisers, or your point of view, whatever. And then sold it to us like it was absolute truth. And those of us who bought into it and then had our world shattered by it, well, where are we left? We're left questioning physics and Brian Cox's passion for the game, because if that's manufactured, you know, so goes the cynical point of view of, well, you fooled me once, then you fooled me again, then you fooled me 16,714 other times, until I said, enough, now I even question Brian Cox's love of physics, that's where you drove me, you drove me to tell you that I I can't pay my heating bill when I've got a family that would never let me suffer cold. You know, it's not that I took that shenanigan to the point that I brought out my (sighs) grenade cannon just to see if I could throw a bomb that you would at least smother and pretend mattered. It's that I gave the universe a view of the world that I needed to scramble damble to get something done to make sure my ass was covered when you know what, my ass is covered because I got a family that covers my fucking ass. And that's a little bit embarrassing to say, but it's also, I gotta say, I love my family. They're so fucking awesome, you know? I just was with them tonight having dinner and my dad's a cool dude. My mom is sweet as can be. They're just good people. And uh, so what? I mean, in another type of universe, The fact that family has family's back matters, but in this universe, it's weakness. You know what, I do live in my parents' basement. Well, I might as well. They would never let me live in their basement because that is a situation where someone gets murdered. But they have given me everything. Everything I am, I owe them. And everything that I will ever become is because of their influence, their role modeling, and their ability to take me at my worst and still love me. And that is the kind of thing that not everybody, as in fact, I'm sure not many, can say they feel from their nuclear family. And I not only feel it, but I am trying for once in my life to give it back. Because I don't think I've ever known what it's like to love myself until recently. And in loving myself, For the first time ever, I'm truly loving my parents and my family the way they deserve. And I'm not going to let them down. I'm not going to let myself down. I have no reason to go through those levels of disrepair to the point that I'm a broken down machine in need of a full overhaul. Of course I'm going to have missteps. Of course I'm going to be a bug hitting the windshield, (laughs) needing to get wiped off in the middle of Nebraska. I am so far from having it all figured out but I'm also not so far from believing in myself that I don't know that I'm going to make it. I know I am. I can't wait for the journey. It's fine. Whatever bumps in the road happen will happen. And I will manage them and I will be better for them. So it's like the back door. I got some WD-40. Actually, I had some. Found it. Used it. You know, I'm making little things in the world work better. Unlike my vocabulary, which I realized cascades and corrals nonsense on that note, that my point is, um, uh, you know, it's hard to listen to myself. And honestly, I'm done listening to episodes one through nine, or ten even, because I will start to um, influence myself uh, conceptually from too many listenings. Especially starting to uh, over organize my speech patterns. I say the word corral way too much. I say the word cascade way too much. Everything is nonsense. I don't know why. Uh, On that note, my point is um, uh, you know, are just going to be there. And I'm done caring why. Just like I'm done caring why I make things complex that are simple. Like the titanium nail looks just like a, well, maybe a bishop, but it looks just like a rook. It does not look like a knight. It looks nothing like a knight. And I know that. But when I listen back and say knight when I mean bishop, in a game that I've played regularly, so it's not like I don't know a bishop from a knight, and yet still call the character not a rook first, and yet still call those uh, museum artifacts to go on a keychain from either a NASA or Egyptian museum, oh my god, I get so annoyed that I've overcomplicated something as simple as that thing looks like a rook which it does, which is easy, which communicates the exact image I'm trying to convey. But I also know that i got to talk to you about NASA and Egypt, right? Like that's in the back of my head. That's in my subconscious. So where do I go when I wander for some connective metaphor for something that's happening in real time, like trying to describe what a smoking implement of concentrated marijuana extract looks like, I go where my subconscious is readily avoiding talking and leak out just a little bit of the air in that balloon. So, yes, I made that an overly complicated and unnecessarily um, nondescriptive moment of conversational misstep. But, it also reminds me that A lot of times, whatever I'm out of my mouth are things that I wish I was talking about, and I'm not for whatever reason. Like the mention of crystal meth. Yes, I've used crystal meth, and it's a dangerous drug. I don't recommend anybody use that. Unlike marijuana, where I said I don't recommend you use it, but I could see where you might pursue some other opinions there. (laughs) You don't need many opinions to be told not to use crystal meth. Crystal meth is the kind of drug that Um, I said offers clarity and that is a bad thing to say because that gives it a spin that's positive and it does offer clarity. It offers clarity for multiple straight days of conscious existence, six and a half to be exact. On the seventh day, and I'll say the seventh day because I had gone a full uh, 154 hours I think before I finally passed out. And I think there are 168 hours in a week. That seems right. Um, whatever it was, I was into the seventh day. And I had been actively uh, delirious for the last two, at least for the last 18 hours. Because I had some $2,700 in an online um, poker account and I lost it all. And I didn't understand why I lost it. thought I had won thousands of dollars but woke to the realization that I had given it all away. And uh, this is a game I had played a lot, (laughs) and uh, certainly was uh, familiar with the basics of the game. So to have been so unsure of playing that game that I didn't understand how I had given all my money away um, was the kind of realization all at once that I didn't need to mess with crystal meth at all. Um... And then I had one more episode with it, uh, years later where, um, I tried it and it was so bad that I went and demanded my money back and then was told that that was the way it was, got in touch with somebody. And I, I, from what I understand, that drug has completely changed. (laughs) So whatever... Uh, corporation now produces that in China and sends it across on these mega boats or if it's coming up through Mexico whoever um, Heisenberg uh, lost his job to no longer makes the same high quality shit that used to I guess be around because in the days I was doing it which is now almost 20 years ago um, shit I'm not even sure I wasn't connected to some fucking Heisenberg myself because the guy that I got it from was one psychotic weirdo, but um, it was the kind of experience that for the first 48 hours, it was like, wow, where has this been? Oh my God, this is the most amazing thing ever. This is so fucking what everybody says drugs should be like, and that this is what they're like in this, but you're doing that on day three and you're, you're, you're still feeling the amped part of it, but now it's frenetic. You know, now, now you're, now, you know, you shouldn't be this wide awake, this, uh, this concerned about the fact that you're hearing a car two blocks over um, you know this this is the kind of stuff where okay still I am still fucking feeling full of myself still ready to go you know dig that hole in the front yard to China but by day four now you're wondering how long it's going to last and now you want more but you don't know why like you just want more you just want more right day five it's like <coughs> now you're losing money online <laughs> you know and by day six you are delirious you are seeing hallucinations like you're on acid and finally you fall asleep because your system simply can't take it anymore and then you sleep for 36 hours and you wake up check your online poker account and realize you have zero dollars in there and are convinced that that's probably the last time you ever need to see that drug in your life and you're lucky enough that the person you do it with has exactly the same reaction to it <laughs> Or else God knows what could have happened. But uh, I don't recommend anybody ever try it. Because I was so close to never stopping. And I did it once. So don't do it. Don't do it. There are certain things that will just consume you. And I didn't run into many of them in life. But I ran into one of them and that's it. I never did heroin or any of the other truly hardcore drugs. Mostly designer drugs, hallucinogens, and smoking dope. Oh, and alcohol. Up the ass. Not up the ass, but I did a lot of drinking in my time. Never once shot it up my ass. But, pretty much took every other miserable event you can take from an alcoholic existence and wandered through that forest of, of regret. But, whatever. Alcohol gave me some things too. It didn't suffer... Uh, a complete annihilation of my personal goodness but it tried so the mention of crystal meth was way too casual and therefore needed to be reinforced with what really happened when I came across that drug and one of the reasons I've never tried something like heroin because I don't know if I'd ever come back. I also had a couple of (laughs) of statements I regret but I don't regret any one of them more than I regret ending that one episode saying I'm going to change the world or I'll change the world or whatever and because it makes me sound like I'm on some quest to be greater than I mean by changing the world I literally mean that I can change the world that I live in by being kind forgiving and understanding and I I really think that I can change the entire universe by doing that that all I need to do is continue to put that energy into the universe. And this sounds like the secret or whatever, put it out there, get it back. I don't really mean that, but I kind of do. What I mean is, it's my universe. (laughs) Me, the one I'm going through here. It's, It's mine. It's my personal one. Because while you're in it, and while you may even be in some bizarre way tied to this particular moment connecting to these words I'm saying... They're my words. I'm having the experience. And you may be echoing the experience and the reflection of your universe, but you're having your own universe's experience. So I am going to change the world, but I'm going to change my world, not the universe that exists objectively. I'm going to change my universe. And I'm already seeing that I have happier, more conscious interactions with random people that are just... On the street, uh, yeah, at the bus stop, in the gas station line, whatever. People are just nicer because I think I'm being nicer. So change the world, sure. But not change the world like Superman's going to change the world or whatever. Just change my world. Um, and sometimes I talk about me, uh, me, 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 me. Greed, selfishness, um, the acquisition of things of... Okay, there has to be some attention to your own self-need. But I do believe that the biggest key to a graceful existence is the absolution of one's self-identity to the point that you see you are an integrated Component of the universe, not an individual manifestation of energy in the universe. <sighs> or at least that's as close as I can come for describing that right now. So I'm not talking about you don't ever have self interest. Of course you do. And the me, 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 me part is I don't want to have more self interest than I deserve or than I need or that the situation calls for. But there are certain. <laughs> elements of existence that require you to be taking care of your own house right and those are times when I'm talking about coming around and um, and creating a foundation that is dependable and resilient rather than putting elements in play and hoping that the whole uh, weather forecast works out that there is no rain because otherwise this whole Uh, mud wall you built is going to dissolve Uh, there's just there has to be some strength of taking care of your own circle of influence that then is dissolved when the self becomes integrated into the greater scheme i know that doesn't make sense doesn't really make sense to me but it's as close as i can come on this note i wrote okay i do love my job to a certain degree. But I also hate to work. And <laughs> I meaning it's not that I hate to work. I don't mind doing work. As a matter of fact, if there's work to be done to better whatever, I'm gonna work until this, till my hands bleed, till there's no light left to use, till whatever. I will work harder or as hard as anybody else on the line. But I don't want to work. I don't get fulfilled by work. As a matter of fact, all you workaholics Either I don't understand you at all, and you found some sort of compelling reason to dedicate yourself to one very singular channel of energy, or I just think you're all stupid and have wasted a lot of time working in a life that did not demand it. And so I don't hate to work, and I do love my job, but there's a reason that I only want to work three days a week and have four off. I still think that's too much work. But at the very least, I want four days to experience life where I'm not working. But I may not be able to afford that, at least not right away. So I did probably make a mistake in that note, and I am gonna have to rectify that. But I also have to let that play out, because some of that was the hand of, of, what I've come to trust as pushing me at a moment when maybe I knew to be pushed, but wasn't willing to push myself. And this may be one of those. It may not. And I may have just given myself a little bit of an um, uh, anvil to the foot. But I, I may not. Okay. Um, I said drugs have gotten a bad rap, that marijuana may have gotten the worst of all. Some drugs have gotten a very bad rap, and some drugs have escaped unscathed caffeine, alcohol, nicotine, well, not unscathed, but let's face it, there is a very arbitrary nature in what substances that we allow ourselves to uh, wreck our brains with versus what substances we don't, and that list of substances now includes um, opioids, thank you, pharmaceutical interest, and (laughs) yet somehow cannabis has some sort of taint, uh, I find all of it to be ludicrous. I find it all to be a bunch of um, information spilling um, self-interest and profiteering from both the addiction and, um, and miserable circumstances that our current style of civilization has enabled i find the pharmaceutical interests to be slightly below the money interests in terms of where i find the least connected communities for me personally insurance interest is very close as well but <clears throat> did i leave out the medical industry or politics I couldn't have, right? I had to have included those. How about education? Not educators, but the administrators of education? (sighs) There are a lot of people not to like these days. But I don't fail to see that they've all put themselves in a position where the system had them under control. And... um, And I think that when it comes to the bad rap that drugs get, my personal experience is you're crazy if you go through life without trying hallucinogens. You missed out. And if your coping mechanism is Prozac and mine is cannabis, how on earth planet earth are we different and if your coping mechanism is caffeine and mine is kratom how really are we different now if mine is fentanyl and that leads me to a destructive self-destructive spiral of acquisition to enable my drug habit, well then, now we're talking different circumstances. But, if I want to do MDMA this weekend, or any weekend, in my past, present, or future, why can't I? Do you know what MDMA does? It makes you feel like Everything about the universe is based on love. You love everything, and everything loves you. That's MDMA. So, I know that kind of shit should be locked up in a cabinet and kept away from anybody, because God forbid you'd feel a moment of pure bliss in a universe full of (sighs) downward pressure. So where do I stand on drugs? I don't know. All over the map. But I know this much. We are lied to about drugs all over the place. By everybody. In many ways. Um, and I, uh, I'm not proud of having found my own truth in experimental drug use. But I do have some truth there. And I do have some uh, life enhancement there. And I also have some life pain there. I mean, like, I wandered down Yellowbrook Road and found nothing but frogs to lick, you know, and mushrooms to eat. But I did eat some mushrooms on Yellowbrook Road, and whoo, did that ever make Oz uh, come to life. So, if you haven't had that experience, I think you've missed out. That doesn't mean I think you should run out and find a bag of mushrooms and do them. They're not a reckless decision. But they are one that brings you a very specific connection to a universe that you didn't know was there so if you missed out on that i i will say i think you missed out on something truly awe-inspiring all right um so one of the criticisms and i do look for criticisms that people will have is simple and I, i guess i hadn't really thought of this and uh and I clearly shut up. But um, I, can, I can hear, I don't know if I can hear my father say this, but I can definitely hear someone <laughs> of his character say, okay, so uh, it sounds like you smoke a lot of dough um, and you're now happily delusional in your stoner state and think that somehow you're now cosmically connected to uh, a universe of some sort of soul-filled... Uh, destiny and uh, you know I think all you are is what we all were at 17 sitting in some friends basement you're stoned duh okay (laughs) that's actually pretty fair criticism Um, okay I I can't say that I don't have to have some moment of well okay uh, yeah yeah that's that may be uh, that may be more of it than I want to admit And yet, actually, I don't really care. Okay, maybe it is. Let's say that I am only able to stay happy because I smoke enough weed to get deliriously, uh, mentally uh, swung into a happy frame of mind. (laughs) Does that matter? I mean, really, does it? Like, if all the differences between where you are now and having a happy life is whether or not you're willing to smoke dope every day, wouldn't you do it? Well, of course you would. So I don't really buy that argument just from that context. (laughs) That argument isn't lacking validity simply because I can counteract it with, well, if we all wanted to be happy all the time and all it took was smoking weed, then we'd all be doing it all the time. Maybe I'm just built for this particular interaction to level me and my chemical imbalances to the point that I can slip into a delusion of being... (laughs) okay with life and okay with everything around me because I'm just stoned so of course potato chip stays great yeah but I do not smoke weed that makes me get the munchies I hate when I accidentally trip into something that does because I have to decide whether or not to go with the uh, resistance to ordering pizza that it will create uh, versus the um, the euphoria that it's not creating so there, there are still experiments that fail with marijuana. Sometimes I get uh, an indica that puts me right to sleep and I have to decide whether or not to stick that in a drawer and use it only when I'm having a restless night, or if I'm willing to just smoke my way through a bag of stuff that's going to knock me out. So, But some of those knockout moments are when I'm falling asleep and have that one connection that makes me realize, oh, that's what I've been missing. and. And I I, I know we all have those moments as we're falling asleep. And it doesn't have to be marijuana-related at all. And probably has absolutely nothing to do with it. But my whole life has always been about the detail. I figure not a lot of you... care to see as much detail as apparently i'm willing to catalog and i'm not saying this makes me better if anything this makes me weird that i am constantly looking at exactly what's happening as much as i possibly can including when i need to drink some dime out to get rid of that Oh, so about to cough in your face one more time. Feeling. No. Um, When I'm... When I am trying my hardest to find ways to defend marijuana, I always come back to one. And that is... I like myself better when I get to use marijuana. And I don't need to justify it any further than that. With other drugs, I don't like myself better when I use them. Well, for the time you're on MDMA, let's be honest. But MDMA feels fake. Mushrooms don't, which is weird. And I really want to take acid again, one more time. And finding acid in my life is next to impossible, but at some point I'll probably trip into a pillow, pill, I'll try, (laughs) I may find myself in the, uh, in the vicinity of a tab of acid one more time in life. And if I do, I guarantee you, I'm gonna take it. And I would take mushrooms one more time, I think, but only one more time. And I would want to take them with somebody. I wouldn't want to do them alone. And the acid I actually want to do alone. But other than that, and I'm doing those for very specific purposes, and I would do peyote if it ever came along my way, but when do you ever run into peyote? So other than those specific purposes and having no interest in developing some contact with uh, pharmaceutical drugs, any opioids, any of uh, the, the uh, whatever PCP is, I mean, I've, I've done enough experimentation, I've, I've snapped my own rubber band enough, I've been lucky, as f- you can possibly be, to not have a more destructive, uh, historical, um, um, fragmented experience to have to reconcile. I've had great luck with drugs, and seem to be able to shut the spigot off at just the right time. And <clears throat> so, uh, I don't think that I am delusional. I mean, I've been high for 40 years, if we're being fair. So, uh, you know, if, if pot was going to make me stoned and uh, happily floating my way through the clouds of uh pack land, well, then I think it would have done that long ago. And it didn't. So, I don't know. Obviously, I'm not 100% reconciled with having to live in a world where it's enhanced by some sort of ingested compound. But then, I mean, what else can you going to do in America, right? This country's all about drugs. So, I don't really know that that's a bad criticism. It's certainly one I'm going to have to revisit, but I don't buy into it. Why that is, I think I can crystallize. At least more than I've probably presented right now. Okay. Uh, I'm so far into this that I've got to stop now. Um, but I will say I do misuse words, which is kind of embarrassing. And especially because I'm not editing this in any capacity. And because I've uh, acquired some uh, tendencies to speak too fast run through words before I'm even saying what I mean to say. The point is, I can gloss over however I want to. The fact that I'll slip out a word or two here and there, that I uh, honestly, in reviewing what I've said, don't even know what I was trying to say in some cases, uh, but certainly know that I've spoken incorrectly. And what can I say? I'm trying to do this in a way that uh, you understand me directly through my language communication as much as possible. You can't see my eyes, so you don't know how I'm looking at you, but I'm not trying to um, impress you. I'm not trying to uh, show off anything of uh, vocabulary, uh, (laughs) uh, 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 grandeur. As I search for words I don't have, the point is, all I'm trying to do is communicate in a way that is precise and says what I mean with the words that I choose because they aren't other words that I could have chosen had I not meant what I said, which is what I meant. Which is why when I go back and listen to this, I have to make sure that I'm not full of shit saying something I don't believe, like that I'm going to run down to labor ready solve my bills problem and so when I do misuse words <clears throat> all I can say is I will try to be better and I care about language I care about accuracy of communication I care about conveying in the simplest forms the most basic idea of what I'm trying to convey complexity is the shroud of the um, the deceptive. <laughs> oh, that was as stoner a moment as I can really have. There are ways in which you will mask your own underhandedness through adding layers of complexity. That make it easier to deflect both those who might be onto your trail and the system you are abusing, so as uh, again someone who's not opposed to having seen how some of that stuff actually falls into action I see I see you out there, you schemers and I I forgive you. I forgive you because anything else would be so much hypocrisy. I would probably dissolve into a pillar of salt. I guess you don't dissolve into a pillar of salt. You, I'm sure, crystallize into one. But regardless of what formation of matter occurs to turn this hunk of flesh into salty goodness, uh, to pretend that I don't get how you schemers behave would be wrong I do I schemed everything I could for a long time still scheme some things I shouldn't so I'm working on it I'm not a perfect being but I am a progressive being who knows this is one way behavior must change can't scheme people can't scheme the universe the universe will scheme you back so stop scheming and, I guess on that note, I might drink it. Oh, cherry cola. No wonder it doesn't taste like Coke. Some Zevia. I'm sure this is some big calorie. Zero sugar. Nonsense of chemical goodness for my body. <laughs> Whatever. Can't be worse than that. Uh, anyhow. It's, it's no longer time for schemes. It's time for sunlight. And otherwise, what are we going to do? Are you literally going to burrow underground and set off nuclear war to get rid of those of us who might discover your, your circus act? No, you're not. So the best you can do is stop the scheming and start the accountability in a way that forgiveness is available. Otherwise, you're you're asking for a fractured reality that sends all kinds of perilous energy the wrong direction. And look, you can think you can get away with whatever you think you can get away with this against humans because we're silly little creatures. But the universe doesn't accept this kind of charade. It's not going to tolerate it. And rather than having some sort of great magnetic reset from the sun, I'd like humanity to find its soul. We need to recover from within.